But today it is VE Day. The boys are The crowd queen waves from the balcony. Eagle has landed. Apollo 11 has landed. tearing down the Berlin Wall. Since 1929, the Monks Investment Trust's mission has been to help investors grow their wealth. We aim to do this today by taking a three-dimensional approach to growth. Cyclical growth, rapid growth, and steady growth. The World Wide Web. Wall Street is in turmoil as stocks crash. The Monks Investment Trust, managed by Bailey Gifford. Capital at risk. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Advice Show. I'm Zach, a reporter at New Model Advisor. I'm joined today by senior reporter Victoria Bell. And today we're talking about women in financial planning and how we can do more to change the industry. Vicky and I are joined by Leslie McIntosh, founder of Independent Women, a national IFA that specializes in wealth management for women. Leslie, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. My first question is around the state of the industry. You know, um, according to the FCA, just 16% of UK advisors are women. And of course, most of those are in mid-level or junior positions. How should the profession address this? It's an interesting point, actually, because when I first joined the industry in 1993, um, there was only 4% of women, actually, that were that were IFAs. So we have advanced, but perhaps not to the stage that we would have liked to have got some gender parity by now. But I think now we're starting to see more organizations being aware of women in the workplace how we can be a kind of stronger alliance effectively if women are involved at not necessarily board level but just you know being part of a team so there are much more awareness now coming through which is good because i think that will start to see more women joining the industry because it's such an amazing um, career effectively for women to do as well and mm. um, Leslie, can I ask you, so you, as you said, you, you set up in the 90s, didn't you? You set up yeah. an all-female advice firm. I mean, what kind of reception did you get? Mixed. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was fair to say. Um, yeah, there was a lot of, hmm, this is an interesting take on, mm. you know, why independent women, why not independent men? And, and, and yeah. absolutely. But I think... Then there was a lot of um, movement effectively throughout the 90s, a lot of women breaking through the glass ceiling, you know, not mm. enough women effectively being on boards. And I think when I decided effectively to start the business, it was because I had such a passion for allowing women to, you know, to be themselves, to, to come to an organisation, to feel empowered, to be able to express themselves. But to have some financial awareness and that that's truly where my my bold but purposeful um, role came from really yeah um what does your what does your client base actually look like what's what's the segment what's your main segment a real blend we do okay. have we do have a lot of women probably in the kind of 40 to 50 age yeah. bracket yeah we ha- we also have a lot of women that I've dealt with since I started the business, which well is now 26 years. Wow. So there's a lot of women at the time, they were quite young themselves and coming to me thinking, well, how do you know about life? Because you're young as well. But, you know, between <laughs> us, we got to a point of actually with my professional awareness, my passion effectively to make sure that you achieve what you want to achieve out of your goals. We kind of got there together. So a lot of my clients now are either in retirement or post retirement and mm. I, I'm I'm just so blessed that I've been I've been able to do that journey with them. Of course. Um can I ask you, so 
on your website, it talks about, you know, looking at financial advice through the female lens. Um, how does that differ from, you know, uh, traditional financial advice? How do you look at advice through that female lens? We don't necessarily embark on a journey with, with our clients on the basis of, I want a pension or I want an ISA, which is what traditionally most people seek advice for because they have a particular specific product in mind that they want to encompass within their financial planning or they have a particular goal. Whereas we tend to say, I don't really want to, I don't really want to say to you this is what you need to do. I prefer mm. to find out what you want. So yeah. let's listen to your journey. Let's listen to what you want to achieve. And then we'll blend and create a financial plan around you. Mm, yeah. Um, can I ask you, so would would there be a lot of sort of divorced women or what kind of what kind of women do you see coming through your firm? Again, a mixture. Um, OK, sadly, we now we're in we're in that state now that basically mm. women do go through it. I've gone through it myself years ago. So I do have a natural empathy towards you know, it's it's an emotional journey for people, both both men and women, I hasten to add. But it is it's it's a tricky position for people to, to find themselves in. And if you haven't had a lot of financial experience, then it's a it's it's a double whammy effectively. It's even it's even more powerful effectively that you need to seek advice from somebody who not necessarily understands because they've gone through it themselves, yeah, but understands that they can take the emotion out of the situation and actually drive a result for you. Mm. So we do we do tend to find that naturally, I think empathetically, a lot of women come to us in, in that position. Yeah, of I, course. Sorry, Zach. I think I think that's a that's a great point, and I'm sure we'll relate to a lot of clients will relate to that, both women and men. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I wanted to ask a question, Leslie, um, just about um, just looking across the industry, really, um, and sort of going back to that sixteen percent figure, and and just I just wanted to ask you why you think that across the industry, what you think firms can be doing better, really, particularly larger firms who sort of do have the resources to employ more women. Uh, in their sectors, uh, what you think they can be doing more to attract women into financial advice and to retain them as well? Well, from my own perspective, obviously being part of Mazars, which I'm sure we'll touch on, um, you know, later on, they have a, an amazing graduate program, and what we do effectively is we have an intake of grads, you know, every September. And it's amazing to see that over the last couple of years, there's definitely been a gender shift as well. So a really nice blend of graduates that have come through our program this year. But I mean, it's that that's really working for us because it's it's an intense program. You can come in at different stages from kind of year one through to year four. Four years that is a long time to be committed to something, particularly when you've gone through further education, you've come out with you know of, of a of a you know, find further education and you've been wanting to kind of find yourself and know what you want to do. So that's really worked for us because what we've then got is we've then trained people effectively as to how to be the best at what they can be, but it's allowing them to tap into different areas within our business as well. So it doesn't necessarily have to, you don't necessarily have to be a planner at the end of it, but it does allow you to have that rounded approach to financial planning. 
Yeah, um, I, I just wanted to ask you, so what what kind of, so say, for example, if a graduate, did you say that it's a graduate scheme through Mazars or through independent yes. women? Through Mazars. So how does it, so do um, the the, girl, the women go through to your firm then or is it, how does it work? I, I, either or, effectively. Yeah, um, right. they, they, they join the graduate programme because they want to effectively potentially be a financial planner yeah and at at the end of that then if they are women and they do have a natural affinity towards the brand then yes absolutely but we tend to find that our planners effectively can wear two hats yeah so you you can be a planner within Mazars and you can also obviously be a planner with an independent woman as well yeah, of course. Um, one thing I'm curious about. So say, for example, if you have a, a lady who has a son, I mean, you know, how does it work when you, you know, will will you um, do like, you know, give advice to whole families or how, yes. how does it, how does that work? Yes, we do. So although the business started in 93 and primarily at that stage, um, I had had a, a, a previous career or I was in, in a job effectively at that time. And because of the demographics of the um, client bank that I had at that particular time, there was a lot of women within it. So I had a natural affiliation to women anyway. Mm. And I just could see that that's the way that the shape of the future. I could yeah. see that much more women were coming to us because they wanted to have the ability to understand their finances a lot better. Mm. So that's where, that's really where it came from. So although it was born from that, we've now obviously evolved. Um, you know, lots of changes obviously have happened in people's lives throughout the last 30 years. Yeah. And now it's very much a case of it not, it isn't just for women, by women. It's really yeah. for all now. Yeah. Oh, I see. So so you, you will see men as well or I, just absolutely. the... Right. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So our 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 client bank effectively is not exclusively women. We have lovely men as clients as well, and that's that's just because either you know a a woman has come to me and said, "Do you mind if I bring my husband along or my partner?" I'm like, "Absolutely not." So naturally, our client bank effectively has evolved because of that, and as you now see, intergenerational planning is key for our future to make sure that. Children are then aware of wealth that their parents have created and how they can then extend on that throughout their own, own family as well. That's that's really interesting. Thank you. Um, and, and, you know, you mentioned before as well that um, specifically for women, you know, there are experiences that um, perhaps a lot of people in your, a lot of people working for your firm can relate to. Um, a lot of issues, a lot of things to tackle are specifically for women um, that you have a greater experience of. Could you elaborate on what those kind of things might be um, that perhaps the traditional financial advisor maybe doesn't pay so much attention to? Well, here's an interesting topic for you. <laughs> Menopause. Um, that That is something that is just becoming really, everyone's becoming really aware of it now. It's a, a real taboo subject. And, um, you know, I certainly don't want to be an expert in that area. But, you know, it's something that people think, how do I tackle this? You know, if you're having brain fog, if you're having an off day, you know, to come in and have a conversation with a woman who completely understands what you're going through, it's, it is very much aligned to, 
to what everybody now suffers. And it's just something that people have not really recognised up until now. So it's great when you have menopause month and so on, and you can see that, you know, people are now having to really adapt to lots of things that are that are thrown at us now, both men and women. Um, do you offer menopause leave at your firm? Yes. Yes. Oh, how, how, how does it work? Um, how, how much leave uh, can you take? I mean, from an inclusion and diversity aspect, I mean, we have an, an immensely amazing department, a well-being department, mm. basically within the business. Mm. And, you know, each individual effectively is, is, is coached and nurtured through whatever it is that they're going through. So yeah. there isn't any definitive time scales. It's more tell us what you need and, and, and we'll be there for you. It is. And it's so important as well to get to attract women into the profession is to have these things available for them. Absolutely. It's, it, you know, it's like, you know, women returning to work. I mean, I've mm. got two wonderful children and um, both of both of who I've had minimal maternity leave with them. And um, I hope as, as they continue to grow into superb adults they will not turn around and go well I was really disadvantaged because you took weeks off to go back to work but you know as a woman you can now you know you can adapt that into the workplace now it is such a, a really flexible role because you can fit around your clients mm, so I mean yeah. you can't do you can do this job part-time you don't necessarily have to be in nine to five to do the job you can whenever clients need to see you you can work around your family and your lifestyle as well so it's it's great to encourage women into this industry mm, of course um I wanted to ask you so with um financial advisors how how um important is it that you engage with the partner of the person that you're inv- advising we want to always give that opportunity to people. Yeah. Saying that, a lot of women do come to us with a very clear directive, which is I'm married or I have a partner and we have joint finances. However, I want to keep this very much for me. I want to have a much deeper understanding of my own financial plan. I want to be able to accommodate what I want to do effectively in the future. But ultimately, when my husband and I or my partner and I get to retirement if we have two pots it's certainly better than one Mm. so it's more just creating independent control effectively of your financial plan so that you have a greater understanding of of what you have what you want to achieve and how we're going to get you there Mm. have you seen any um attitudes you know um I believe it's listed on your website that uh, independent women uh, is the first is the oldest all-female uh, IFA um, have you so you've been around a long time I, I wondered if you've seen attitudes from clients changing towards their finances I'm thinking particularly of you know married clients and in terms of you know who looks after whose finances in terms of um, a sense of responsibility over joint finances I'm wondering if you've seen any attitude shift there it, it, it is changing but it's slow it is it is really quite slow, but we are we are definitely we are definitely breaking the barriers down. We're we're seeing much more women now coming towards. We want to take control of our life, and therefore, if you do that, then obviously you're in control of your finances as well. So, but but yeah, it's definitely slow. Um, can I ask you how how is it that you uh, engage? 
with female clients what what's the like how do you attract um females to come and get advice we have a lot of client referrals yeah we're really, oh, brilliant. We're, okay. really, we're really lucky that um because of the the number of years i guess that we've been in business and the fantastic job obviously that we do for clients we do we do get a lot of self-referrals which is amazing because that means that well that makes me feel really proud because i know then that we've done a good job for our existing clients um, we also, you know, do have a great website. We do have, um, we're, we're building on our social media presence and everything now as well. So we are, we're building on that momentum now just, just to really get the message out there that, that we're there. And if people obviously do, do want to have an initial consultation with us, they, they can do that, no problem. Of course. Um, can I also ask you, so... Um... You work under the parent company Mazars. I mean, how is that? Is that a is that a good fit for you or for the firm? But for both of us, yes, most yeah. definitely. Um, I really wanted to find um, a a good fit, a place that our values were aligned, that clients would obviously then have a rounded approach to their financial planning. So from a, you know from an initial client coming through to us. We have the financial planning aspect, but we can also now offer the whole holistic plan, which would be tax planning as well from our tax colleagues in Mazars. So yeah. really what you've got is you've got a client coming in and they get everything. What do you mean by that? So if if, you, if a client comes to you for financial planning, we can obviously offer that. But if you're yeah. needing any tax planning done as well, oh, brilliant. My, yeah. co- my colleagues within Mazars can then help out with the tax planning aspect. So according to um, the Pulse uh, survey by Schroders, it's predicted that 65% of the wealth in the UK will be in the hands of women by 2025. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not surprised at that stat at all. We can definitely see, you know, generational wealth building now for mm. women. You know, much more um, privately owned businesses are, are are run by women, female entrepreneurs. Wealth that's cascading down from, you know, from their parents effectively. So we do now see a lot more tactile investing effectively from women as well. They are very keen on. Um, sustainable and ethical investing as well really 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 focused on making sure that any wealth that they create is then cascaded down to their family but invested in a good way do you see um a lot more all-female advice firms emerging i hope not (laughs) (laughs) no Yeah, I, I do actually. I, I do see see more and more people thinking actually, with you know, women at the helm, good things happen. But we definitely do need a blend. You know, I'm 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 very proud of everything that we've done over the years that we've done it. But I do definitely think that you're you're a stronger alliance together if if men are and women share entrepreneurial ideas I, mm. I do think that a business can be stronger if you've got both genders and both being able to be instrumental in, in business development and growth 
And um, Vicky mentioned, thank you, Leslie, and, and Vicky mentioned there before as well about um, the amount of wealth that in, shortly in the future will be in the hands of women, right, 65%. And of course, the advice industry needs to reflect that and cater to that. Um, I was wondering what your thoughts were about the immediate future of women in financial advice. How do you see those numbers that, that you know, 16% figure we were talking about earlier, how do you see that changing? Um, what can we expect from financial planning in the near future? We've got we've got to create opportunities for women, but they then need to be in an environment that they can thrive, that that then transcends down into clients, into into the team. So we kind of really need to lead it from the top down. It's got to come from the organisations themselves. Mm. They need to have a strategic plan as to how they can incorporate and balance more gender parity, how we how we can include women in the workforce, why we want to include them, what the business is trying to achieve from that. So it's 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 got to be built into the longer term strategy within the firm. And then they they, they then need to incorporate how they can do that to attract the right level of, of women. What do you think? I mean, do you think the problem is more that women might not be attracted to the role of a financial advisor and how do you why do you think that is and how can we change that perception i think a lot of women don't really don't really realize how to how to, how to do it how to, how to tackle yeah. it i mean i i i didn't you know if i'm honest um i didn't i didn't wake up sort of one morning when i was 18 and think this this is the job for me it yeah. was something that i fell into to be honest I I, I did decide you know through, through my mid-20s because I, I, I was a young mum and I was very much wanting to prove to myself that I could do this role and I also wanted to be there for my son and make sure that I could then provide for his future and I, I just I really just stumbled upon an opportunity to be honest yeah. and that that then grew Four, four years later to thinking I actually want to do this for myself so it was a big strange bold move on the 24th of December 1992 when I fell off that cliff mm. but interestingly and I was I was sharing this story with, with somebody the other day that I turned it off to my bank manager and I said I've got an idea I want to set up a business it's all about women it's to empower women to take you know control of their finances um, I'm looking for, you know, minimal funding effectively because, I've, you know, I'm 25. I said, I really want to try and get this off the ground. I think it would be an amazing idea. And at that point, he said to me, but your husband's got a great job. Why why would you want to do that? Why don't you oh, just wow. stay at home and look after him? And I thought, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. <gasps> and that's effectively where Independent Women was born from. You've been listening to The Advice Show with myself and senior reporter Victoria Bell. Today, we were joined by Leslie McIntosh, founder of National Advice Business, Independent Women. For any questions, please feel free to tweet us at New Model Advisor or email us at nmateam at citywire.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Since 1929, the Monks Investment Trust's mission has been to help investors grow their wealth. We aim to do this today by taking a three-dimensional approach to growth. 
cyclical growth, rapid growth, and steady growth. The World Wide Web. Wall Street is in turmoil as stocks crash. The Monks Investment Trust, managed by Bailey Gifford. Capital at risk.